Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, oh, here we go. We're ready. All right. Oh, Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. This is Tuesday, July 28, 2015. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of WCWS Revolution. I am, as always, Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw, and I see we already have on the line with us Mr. NWGTS Gerard T. Smith. Ah, yes, indeed, the king of the best in the world, the J-Bell Experience, is joined us as well. And also the host of the new WWS Raw Radio, which debuted yesterday afternoon. I give you the Iceman, uh, JD, Jared D. Geronimo, and the Indian Suplex Machine, John Gross. Gentlemen, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Revolution. Thanks, Thank Chad. you very How's it going much, sir. How's it going Thank tonight? You. It's fine. Hey, John, is that, is that you back there, buddy? My turn to down just a tad there, my friend. Thank you. Yes, sir. Just. Turn up. There you go. Sounds better. <clears throat> okay, though. And this evening, ladies and gentlemen, we, of course, will be um, going to the results of last night's Monday Night Raw, which I heard was pretty good. Uh, but also, uh, JML here will have a a very good uh, uh, list of, the, of his top 25 uh, superstars of all time. Um uh, but uh, in the meantime, while we wait on everyone else, let's go ahead and get her started. One seven two four 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 seven four four four. Revolution on this evening is I have the king of the best in the world, uh, JML Experience, Mr. NWOGTS Gerard T. Smith, as well as the host of WWS Raw Radio, the Iceman, JD Jeremy Geronimo, and the Human Suitcase Machine, John Gross. Uh, JML, uh, let's start off with you, sir. Uh, I see you have a. Uh, very interesting list this evening. Let's go ahead and uh, go in, go right into it. Going to what? Your top 25. We're going to do that first? I thought we are going to do that last. Well, we can do that. Okay, we can do that last. Uh, uh, okay, we'll, do, we'll go ahead and do that there. Just had to get myself back on track. Um, well, like I said, Monday uh, Night Raw doesn't seem to be as big as it was, uh... There's way too much background noise going on. Uh, if this is going to continue for the whole show, uh, I'm going to hang up now. Yeah. John, is that you, bud? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's me. I'm at a baseball yeah. game. Okay. If you, if you can step away from from the sound, uh, so that way we won't, uh, we'll have that coming into the show there, bud. Okay. Yeah, just does that All sound right. better, guys? Does that sound better? Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that okay, Beth? Yeah, that's okay. Okay. All right. Uh, like I said, not as big as it was last week, obviously, with the, um, uh, of course, the uh, upcoming SummerSlam, with we all know the big match coming up is, of course, Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker. Uh, but of course, uh, 
a lot of other a lot of other things going on. Like, uh, for example, what one match that was teased was that and that was a match between Seth Rollins and John Cena for the title at Wrestle at the WrestleMania SummerSlam. But uh, that match that was made pretty much at the heat, the heat of the moment was a U.S. title match over Cena putting up the title against Seth Rollins. So um, that turned out to be pretty interesting. Of course, we saw the end result of that, uh, Cena winning that match by submission. And, of course, also in the process, Cena breaking his nose. Uh, I thought we all saw the pictures of that. Uh, uh, of course, uh, the Divas, the Diva division is still continuing to fire up each each and every week since they debuted. Uh, uh, John, step away from there, bud. Step away. Okay. All right. All right. Now it's stopped. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We can hear you, man. We just can't. I know you're looking at the game, but uh, um, but uh, you need to try to stay away from that as best as possible, because I might. Okay. I might, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just go to like a room that doesn't have too much noise. So All right. Okay. Of, it, all right. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna turn the volume down so you all can talk. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And I see also that we have uh, our resident independent wrestler Ronda Rush right on. Rhonda, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Revolution. Dog life. <laughs> uh, we're just getting right into the meat of things to preview, uh, going, going to the preview and the results of last night's Monday Night Raw. Uh, of course, we talked about the match between Cena and Rollins, USL, so Cena winning by submission, but Cena breaking his nose in the process. Uh <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I know. We saw, we, we've seen the, we, we've seen the pictures here. Well, uh, no, it's just funny because my response to that was, it's funny because Cena was all like, "You're a joke, Rollins." Blah blah blah. You're not man enough. Well, call Seth Rollins a joke again and get your nose broke. So I got to say about that. It was funny. Yeah, well, I've, I've, I've heard that. I heard that was said. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Yeah, that like, was, uh, it's not funny because a broken nose really hurts. Like, it hurts a lot. Yeah. And it sucks because you got to put it back in place. And I think that's, like, the worst part. But it's still funny because storyline-wise, totally justified. You called Seth Rollins a joke, you got your nose broke. Well, and it rhymes. Yeah, it does. No, 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 that's, what made it more in- that's what makes that very interesting, yes, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, John, but, uh, see if you can mute that right fast for me, bud. Just mute that. I mean, watch it, but still mute it. I'm sorry, Rhonda. I had to, no mean to interrupt you there. Oh, okay. you're good. That's better. Okay, yeah, I want to make sure because it has some. All right, the music I mean, stopped. Okay, all right. As long as you're away from, from, from any sort of background noise, because coming through all everyone's phone here is kind of, it kind of, it is kind of a little bit distracting, distracting here. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I turned the that. cell phone. So I turned my cell phone volume down so y'all wouldn't be able to hear it. Okay. Well, that's a, that sounds better. Uh, Rod, please go ahead and continue. Uh, my apologies on that. 
Now, Rhonda apparently has had to get off the line here, but I hope she'll, she'll be back on here momentarily. Um, JML, your thoughts on last night's Raw? Um, well, I only got to see the last hour, to be honest. Um, but that last hour was solid. I saw the Orton-Owens match, which is, uh, you know, a dream matchup for a lot of people. Uh, you knew there was going to be some sort of screwy finish. And then we saw uh, a very solid Rollins and Cena main event match, which uh, I think exceeded most people's uh, expectations. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, though, all we talked about was Cena breaking his nose. I mean, what's your take on that? Uh, I mean, Kevin Owens broke his nose his first NXT match. So, I mean, sure. it happens. Wait a minute. Wait. Did he break... Did he break his nose and, like, uh, I can't remember if Kevin Owens broke John Cena's nose somewhere in a pay-per-view or not. I can't remember of that. No, Kevin Owens Kevin Owens had his nose broken in his first NXT oh. match in December. Oh, oh I see. I, I think it was CJ Parker I'm broke his nose. I think that's right, yeah. I read something about that, yes. Um, but uh, yeah, of course it's, I don't know. I feel like I should have some peanuts and cracker jacks because we're, we're we're at a ball game. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. come on! Yes. 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 Sorry, guys. They scored. They uh gotten. They uh gotten error. Wait, who's at a game? No, John is watching a baseball game, Rhonda. It's gross. John is gross. Rhonda, his last name is G-R-O-H-S, but it sounds like the word gross. So that's why we're saying that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I just want to let everyone know that I'm not going to be on for very long because I actually put off a workout for this. Oh, Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I hope, I hope, oh, I hope, we'll, we'll just go F ourselves. Oh. You'll miss me and you know it. I'll miss you and uh, a fat kid loves cake. <laughs> Do what? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, now also, uh, uh, our newest addition into the WWS Hall of Fame, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, has now joined us. Michelle, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Revolution. Hello. Michelle, why don't you sound happy? Oh, I'm okay. You better Michelle, sound that happy. Was, that was a very, like, subdued... I'll come hunt you down. Uh, ...hi or hey or whatever that was supposed to be. What oh, the hell is that noise? That's a baseball game. This has got to. This has got to stop, or I'm gonna literally we have just to take to my head now? and slam it against the wall. Yeah, If you can do me, a, if you can do me a favor, um, like I said, that, that that noise. I know you're trying to watch that game, but um, no disrespect mm-hmm. here. But just one or two things. You might ne- either need to turn that down, or go walk away from it, or you might need to. Just until the game is over with, just be off the line. Yeah. Um, All right. 
Okay. All right. All right. All right. We'll see you. Okay. I'll be back. Okay. okay. I'll come back, guys. Da, 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 da. Okay, Elvis has left the building, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Can I yes, I have, I, have con- I have confirmation. I have confirmation. Yes, I have to say one thing. Yes, I have to say one thing. What yeah. is more important, a baseball game or wrestling? Is JD with us? I'm here. Yes, JD, he's right here. JD, you have been so professional so far. I Thank commend you. you for that. Thank you. Thank you. I was just letting everyone get their piece in before I share my experience. And I'm hoping that, as I told Chad earlier tonight when we started the show, before everyone else came on, I hope everyone's doing great tonight. And I hope everyone enjoyed the debut show yesterday, too. I still have to listen to it, buddy. I've I've had uh, <laughs> an eventful four days. Understandable. Well, I hope, it's, I hope everything's worked out for you and uh, it's turning out for the better for you. Thank you, J.D. You are welcome. Thank you. Um, any other thoughts on uh, last night's Raw? Um, oh, I have I have something. Please, go ahead. Uh, so, I didn't see it, but apparently Paige uh, tapped out again. Yeah. What the F is going on here? Does WWE want to, like, just screw with me? Yeah, apparently Sasha Banks uh, put her in that submission maneuver of hers, of hers, the bank statement. What a name for this move. <laughs> oh, man. The Banks statement? Oh, man. I think mine is better, but that's cool. Uh, yes, it is, by the way. Uh, yeah, uh, I think we all can agree on that. Yes, it is. <clears throat> what, the head rush? <laughs> Good one, oh. <laughs> think about that one. No, uh, I want to use a um, oh my god, a face buster for my finisher. Yeah, the head rush. Call it Mount Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. I like that. <laughs> it's I'm funny that because too. Mount Rushmore has faces on it. You could do like a setup move, like called the head rush, where you just do a headbutt. Yeah, I like it. And then I wanted to do one. I don't. I think it's either going to be my finish, like a submission, or something. But I wanted to call it Rush Hour. I just haven't decided what it's going to be yet. There's some some uh, Japanese and uh, black dude going to come out and just have a buddy cop movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jackie. <laughs> Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Yeah. Yes. Who starts singing? Singing. Singing. I'm not singing. I'm not singing. No. Like, nobody remembers that. I forget in which, which, which Rush Hour movie it was. But they were, like, singing at one point. I think it was the second uh, one. I think, they, I think they did it both. Yeah. I, just I haven't remember. seen them in a while. I'm not sure. I haven't seen them in a long time. Everyone's going to go home and watch Rush Hour after this. I mean, I think we're all home for the most part. Except for uh, John Gross, who apparently is via satellite at a uh, baseball game. Oh, that's what I'm sorry. Like, okay, 
I can put off a workout, which I love, to make sure I'm like, I'm calling in because I don't, like, sometimes I get too into my workouts and I'll call in for, like, a minute and be like, good night. <laughs> but, like, if other people can put stuff off for, like, an hour, 30 minutes, two hours, whatever, then do it. But if you are if you already have, like, prior plans and you're there and you know it's, like, a loud scene, what's the point of calling in? Like, just call in for, like, the last 30 minutes or something, you know? J.D., to your knowledge, does he watch any other sports besides baseball? He does watch a few other sports, but he's at the playoff game tonight, though, unfortunately. Uh, he was telling me right before we went on the air. Okay. All right. Well, just for future consideration. Playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah. Playoffs. Uh, Playoffs. There you go. That's it. Is anybody, uh, uh, Michelle or Gerard, did you have any other thoughts about last night's Raw? I haven't heard Gerard at all. I heard I did. I heard him here a minute ago. Gerard. Yeah. There he is. There's the man. Hi. Hey. Yo. <laughs> I like Hello, that. Hello, ladies. Yes. That's <laughs> appropriate. We have two ladies on tonight. Yes, 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 indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, Michelle or Gerard, any other final thoughts on uh, last night's Raw? About last night's Raw? Um, I want to hear from Oh, okay. Um, I feel bad for Cena. I do. But shit happens, I guess. Things happen. I mean, just like I'll say Kevin Owens' first match in NXT, he got his nose broke too, so. Um, I thought that the Randy Owen, Randy and Owens match was good until Sheamus pulled his crap and Cesaro tried to help. <laughs> he um, tried. <laughs> the Divas matches were all right. Um, I don't. Oh, uh, Dean Ambrose. I got to give him a hundred percent credit because that man never gives up. I mean, like, never gives up. He's um, part of the John Cena uh, never gives up club. Whoa! Oh. Whoa! No. No. Just just no. Wow. That's just funny. I, I'm just, I mean, no. I'm just giving credit for finishing the match, even though knowing the situation, too, so. What about, um, what about that uh, Bray Wyatt-Luke Harper promo? Um, I, I thought it was badass. Dude, like, did anybody else, like, have this feeling, like, they just wanted to call their parents and be like, why do you hate me? <laughs> that's that's the idea. <laughs> because I called my mom, and I was like, Mom, why do you hate me? And that just feed into, like, a long conversation. I mean, she had no idea what I was talking about. And I think Luke Harper is very underrated on the microphone. Well, I mean, he doesn't really, like, yeah. he doesn't really cut promos, though, like. I mean, he'll be in them, but, like, he's never really been given the chance to actually, like, talk, though. He barely ever talked in the beginning, though, didn't he? He never talked at all, really. Right? No, he talked. No. He talked. I mean, but not, like, as much as he did last night, though. 
Now, not not the clarity he did last night, anyway. Not not in like not a live uh, promo. Yeah, I think all that the other ones were like the tape, you know, vignettes and uh, whatnot. Um, what else I found interesting, just going back and looking at clips. Um, apparently, Stardust and Neville is, is going to be like a feud. That's kind of cool, though. I kind of like that one. And they're going to get... Yeah. Uh, What's-his-face involved? Steven Amell from uh, Arrow for this whole SummerSlam thing. Hmm. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, that'll be interesting. Hmm. And The Miz is also going to be involved. Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, about that one. I I can uh, do without listening to him. You know what, though? Here's what I'll say about The Miz. He is one lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> Did you see who he's married to? Yeah. Marie. Yeah. Marie. That's all. He's winning in life. Um, speaking of the news, but you have page JML. <sighs> yeah, I don't have the the, the perks though yet. Uh, Gerard actually had an update on something that's concerning the Miz. You want to update us, uh, Gerard, about what you told us? And now, you? with the WCW US update, Gerard T. Smith. <laughs> Can't even. Thank you, JMO. Um, um, yes, the Miz is awesome, and he's on. He's a judge on Tough Enough. Oh, no. So, so the Miz is replacing Hogan. Obviously. He's got a list. The Miz is replacing Hulk Hogan as the as the as the as the judge on as a judge on Tough Enough. Yeah, oh, I boy. guess they can find it. Gerard, what happened to Flair? I don't know. It fell out or fell out or fell through or whatever. Well, they probably were like, Wait, we're gonna give this guy a live mic every week on network television? God knows what he's going to say. Because remember what happened two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The Miz is actually really good on the mic, though. He is. Like, Yeah, and it's so funny. Like, I don't like what a reality says. TV show. Yeah, and, and you know what the best part? I watched that. Like, I, Can I blame that on so being like, a teenager and being stupid? Because I'm totally <laughs> blaming it on that. <laughs> And of course, um, he's been he's been doing commercials as well online for that DraftKings.com as well. Oh, and, speaking oh. of commercials, did anybody see the um, 2K16 commercial with the Terminator? 16? Yeah. Uh, how awesome was that? 2K16. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that made me want to go oh, and buy it. Like that. right now. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Okay, it was mainly because of Dean Ambrose. I'm not gonna lie. Oh. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the Terminator being in the game. That's like I didn't like the Terminator part, but like that little like segment was really cool. I'm like, yes, Dean Ambrose. Well, to me and for me, just in my opinion, last year's commercial with the whole Sting thing uh, was like the best one yet. Yeah. Yeah. I can I ask a question? One. You sure. certainly can, young lady. Uh, I mean, these. <laughs> Young lady. Yeah, I'm older than you there, buddy. <laughs> Ooh. 
<laughs> I am. She just hit um, you with thug life right there. <laughs> I'm the oldest one on this panel. Wait a minute, JD, how old are you? 38. Yep, I'm still the oldest. <laughs> That's I'm JD, you're older than me. I'm the youngest. Wait, how old are you? No, actually, I'm probably the second youngest. Rhonda's like 14. Uh, like, um... <laughs> I am not 14. I'm 25. You're 25? Who's 25? I'm just guessing. I'm being a nice guy, though. Oh, no, I am 25, but I'll be 26 this year. Fresh out of okay. the dampers. Huh? <laughs> Fresh out of the pampers. Wait, oh wait, gosh. how old are you? Who? I don't know. Whoever said they're the second youngest. I'm that was Jamie. Damn, so I really am the youngest? Yeah. Wait, how old is Jeff? Jeff's so now, eight, right? So now, yeah, so now you have to you have to uh you have to be at the kitty table. <laughs> Can I ask my question, please? I will take you to Suplex City, bro. I know how to do that now. But I can do a purpose plex. I'll put Brock Lesnar on you. Ooh. Suplex, suplex, X5, knee to the face, suplex, suplex. Mm. Eat suplex and repeat. Uh, Michelle has a has a very uh, important question. I'm sorry for interrupting. <laughs> Michelle, I feel you. terrible. You're fine. I'm, I don't take offense to it. I just want to know, you know, ever since the NXT Divas have come to WWE, why have we not seen, like, Flair, Charlotte Flair versus Tamina? Ooh, good question. Ooh. Yes, that is a good question. I think it's because they're more using Tamina as, like, a bodyguard role. Like, they did that when she was with the Usos in the very beginning. Yeah. Like, she was, like, the bodyguard. They did that with her and AJ, and now they're doing that with her and Naomi. And it's like, let the girl wrestle. Oh, she's she's almost 40. She had a match. Yeah, but she's still good, though. Okay, I'm sorry. I have another question. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, go ahead, Rhonda. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. It's okay. I'm sorry. Michelle, your, your so, question. So, really, since we're all, you know, wrestling fans here, have you ever seen anybody? And I know Rhonda's gonna, Rhonda and Gerard are going to know where I'm going with this. Have wait, you ever we're seen rest- anybody? Wait, wait, hold on a second. We're wrestling fans? Yeah, I hate wrestling. Wrestling? <laughs> I thought this was like a a comedy show. <laughs> Might as well be. <laughs> well, it does have a variety of things, yes. That's what I like to hear, too. We're, we're like so, the yeah. big ways of wrestling. We're the Heinz 57 of wrestling shows. Yes. Yes, but of course, I like sure. A1, but that's not the point. <clears throat> okay. Uh, uh, okay. So, have you ever seen anybody, any wrestler, break out of the sharpshooter? Oh. Okay, I'm not sure where you're going with this. 
Oh, well, you'll know after the show, Missy, because I'm going to call you. Oh, God. Like... Ooh, I'm bothered. I mean, like, like you that mean, like, one. legitimately break out of it or, like, Like, legitimately break out of it. Like, what, but who's giving the sharpshooter? Uh, well, I mean, just for instance, if it's Bret Hart. Huh? Ooh. Well, I know he couldn't put the sharpshooter on Yokozuna. But have so. you ever seen anybody, any of them that that had that do that does the maneuver legitimately break out of that maneuver? Like, anybody? Huh. Like this is. I mean, not break out of it. I've seen people reverse it. Yeah, but not like. I mean, like from memory, it's always been like you know, like a partner of theirs has come in and saved them or I mean, like, we reversed get, it. I mean, we could get back into it during my list because I think a couple of I'm, these I'm guys might be near the top. Right. I'm You mentioned Yokozuna. Now, I remember Bret Hart had, had that on him at WrestleMania 9 for about maybe a few seconds before Mr. Fuji, I think, threw salt in his face. Yeah, but he didn't, like, really do the sharpshooter. I think he was already on his belly. How long would you try to get around those big legs of his anyway? I don't know. I mean, he got Nash in the sharpshooter. I mean, I mean, in a sense, he, he did, but it just didn't appear that way with the way Yokozuna's girth was. I mean, he he, he, had, <laughs> he was huge, man. I mean, geez. Well, uh, anyway. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Um let me go ahead and do this, and then I'll let you make your point. One seven two four 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 seven four 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 revolution on this evening, as I have on here with me at this time, uh, the king of the best of the world, the JML experience, as well as Mr. NWGTS Gerard T. Smith, our resident independent wrestler Ronda Rush Wright, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, and uh, uh, one of the hosts of WCWS Raw Radio, which made its debut yesterday, uh, JD the Iceman Jared D. Geronimo. Uh uh, someone was about to make a point, uh, about to say something. I'm sorry, they didn't mean to interrupt. Well, I, I mean, it was me. I mean, it's the same thing as like Charlotte Flair. You know, she she does the same thing, yeah. and it's like you don't you've never seen anybody break that maneuver. Same thing with Sasha Banks. They tap. You can't. Uh, I don't know. This just aggravates shit out of me. But you, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know anybody that's ever gotten out of these maneuvers. <clears throat> that is a I good see, one, though. Personally, I don't think, like, Charlotte Flair's sharpshooter, whatever. Eight lock, as she calls it, whatever. Yes, it looks semi cool, but to me, it makes it look like it would be easier to get out of. Because she doesn't okay. have as much, like, stability. Now, maybe that's just me because I've never been put in that move before. I'm going to attempt that with my friend here shortly, and I'll let you guys know how that goes. But it's like, you know, when you're when most of your body weight is on the ground, you have more control versus being arched up. All it would do, like, it would be so easy to break out of that. All the person would have to do is to suck it up, buttercup, and flip over really quick because I guarantee you she would lose, like, her balance easily. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yes, it does look cooler. 
but I don't think it is more effective in quote unquote the damage that it does. Okay, I well, mean, I have another question, opinion. but I'll, I'll I'll ask you after the show, Wanda. <laughs> oh. Because I know Jamie Mail wants to do his, his list and all that. No. Secrets. No, I mean, I'm just wondering, you know, is height, you know, weight, all that stuff a factor in these things? You um, know, I if you're taller, yes. do you think you have a benefit, you know? Um, it, it's kind of like with everything. Like, okay, um, like with push-ups, for example. People with shorter arms, they're going to be able to do push-ups easier because they don't have right. that far to push up off of the ground. Versus a person with longer arms, they're going to have like to me. do like wider, <laughs> pu- wide arm push-ups. Now this also mm-hmm. goes for if you're a female versus a male. With me, I have to do wide arm push-ups thanks to my parents and DNA giving me boobs. If I do regular push-ups, <laughs> it's like squishing my boobs together, and it's like, no, this is uncomfortable. It's, right. I think it would because, okay, if you have a bigger person putting you in a any type of submission hold where their weight is on you, technically on you, it's going to take you more energy and muscle and strength to push them off of you, get out of it, or crawl through the ropes versus, okay, like, okay, let's say Brie Bella puts you in the, the yes lot. Okay, what's she weigh, like 120 at most? I mean, I don't really mm-hmm. know, but, you know, versus Karma putting you in a, a yes lock, like, let's be real here. Who are you easily going to be able to drag to the rope with you? Right. right. So I, I would say agree. yes, it yeah. does. Um. As far as getting taller or shorter, like certain moves that you're shorter, I would say would be more difficult because you're going to need like the reach or like I got short legs, so a leg lock's probably not going to be best for me to use. I mean, Whereas, I could drag karma would be a hell of a you know drag, but I could just right. But you're gonna like you're gonna get to that rope and you're gonna be like, oh god, I'm done. I'm just gonna, like, I'm just gonna tap, okay? Like get her off of me. I have no strength. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, you know, like, if you're taller, <clears throat> moves like that would be easier. Or, you know, like, um, the Broken Arrow, which is one of the submissions that John Moxley used, that right. would be easier for a taller person because it's going to stretch them more. Whereas mm-hmm. if I try to do it, somebody's going to be like, oh, thanks for popping my back. Right. You're welcome. Can you just pretend this hurts and tap? Thank you. Mm-hmm. But... One seven two four 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 seven four 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 revolution on this evening. As we get get ready to jump right on into a top twenty five list made here by our own JML experience. Speak other alongside the JML experience, the best of the king of the best of the world, I should say. I also have <clears throat> excuse me, Mr. NWO GTS, Two R C Smith, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodd, Rhonda Rush Wright. Uh, J.D., Jared D. Geralmo, and also who has missed this now returned. I can actually uh, see it on my board right now. Uh, the other uh, host of WCWS Raw Radio, that will, which comes on every Monday afternoon at 3, right here on TalkShoe.com, uh, the human suplex machine, John Gross. Uh, before we get started, John, you might need to turn that down again. Yeah. Yeah, I've turned everything down. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, make sure you have no noise. I mean, stay in a blank area. I won't. I don't. I don't have no noise. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Okay. All right, uh, J-Mail, uh, we are very, very anxious to hear, sir, your top 25. Let's go ahead and get right into it. Okay. Um, so if any of you want to speak about a particular person on the list or ask me something about the person on the list, please, please just chime in. Um, so without further ado, let me pull up my list. Give me a second. At number 25, uh, a relative newcomer, uh, Bray Wyatt, would be my number 25. Uh, I think right now, most of us could agree, in-ring for his, an in-ring competitor, his mic work is like probably the best going right now. I don't think anyone's better. Um, I don't know. Do you guys agree? Oh well, yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, yeah. he's, I mean, he's I agree take yeah. the snake uh, attitude and the creepy way he delivers his promos. I mean, it is like uh, he's up there, no doubt. Like, it's a different feeling when he delivers a a promo. Like, it's something that you would see out of a movie. Um, like he's so talented. I'm like, this guy doesn't need to be in WWE. Like, he could be in Hollywood. Hey, guys, like, I'll be ca- I'll call you guys right back, okay? Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Um, and he's had some really good matches. Like, his match with Daniel Bryan, uh, 2014 Royal Rumble, that was a really good, really good match. His uh, series of matches with Cena... Um, obviously the, uh, whole Wyatt versus Shield, that match at the Elimination Chamber, uh, 2014, that was a great match. Uh, WWE thought so highly of him that, you know, they brought back The Undertaker after him losing to Lesnar, that they did Bray versus Taker at this year's WrestleMania. Uh, that's a you know a compliment paid towards Bray Wyatt to be paired against the Undertaker, and you know Taker supposedly chose him as well. Um, so that's my number twenty-five. Gerard, do you have my list in front of you? Because I didn't print it, and it's hard for me to look at my phone and then talk into my phone. And yes, yes, I do. So I have my official list reader, my buddy. My NWO compadre, Gerard T. Smith. And my number 24 was... Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Really? Uh, Yes. Really. Uh, I just think he transcended uh, WWE. He made such a huge impact. Uh in a year, two-year span, being the youngest champion, world champion ever until Orton broke that that whole record. Um, his athleticism and just pure dominance, uh, reason why he's on my list 
Anyone want to chime in? I mean, he was good at college. I mean, like you said, he was the youngest champion ever. I mean, he broke the streak. He's been some good battles over the years, however. I mean, whether it's Taker, um, Hogan, whatever. Rock, of course, beating Rock, becoming the youngest world champion ever. 2002. 2002, uh, yep. And, I mean, I think it's it's only fitting he deserves to be number 24. This is my own personal list, so... Uh, bear in mind. Okay. So um, there might there might be some people left off, but this is my list. <laughs> Number twenty three is AJ Styles. Styles, we brought him up on the show as a profile uh, last week, right? Yep. Right. Was that on Friday? It was on Wednesday, I believe. Was yeah, it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Oh. All the days blend together now, so I apologize for that. Um, I have AJ in my top ten, but I'm going to disagree with your pick here at 23. I mean, if there is one, I mean, I know this is kind of fun. I mean, you talk about high flyers and everything like that, and one of those high flyers I think has to be mentioned, I mean, even though he's not in WWE anymore, that deserves maybe a little bit of credit, is Rey Mysterio Jr. Uh well, I'm sorry, you're probably going to get ultra-offended by this list <laughs> uh, as we continue on. Um, again, though, no. uh, this is all our 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 personal our personal favorites. Okay. So, you know, this is not going back and being a historian and going, No, oh, no, I know what you're saying. Well, this person should be ranked here, this person should be ranked here. Okay. You know, this is yeah. just to, to have fun, get sure. people to chime in and get the reaction, like, oh, my God, you picked this guy, like, number okay. seven, like, crazy. Uh, so what am I up to now? 22. 22. Gerard? That would be pop-up powerbomb Kevin Owens. Yep. Hey. What? I can't believe you put him on your list. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Was I'm that totally the... kidding. I'm totally kidding. I, I, okay. Sarcasm. Uh, well, you you may be surprised in my top ten. You might want to stick around for that. Hmm. Um, Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen, wherever you want to call him now. Um, just fantastic. A man his size. He's athletic, like. He's a badass. He's the definition of a badass. And uh, yep. he can cut a mean promo. He can work with anyone. So definitely deserving of a spot on my list. And also, I, I, should, point, I should point out as well, uh, uh, very uh, <clears throat> tremendous uh, tremendous move, of course, from NXT to WWE, just like that, especially putting him in the, you know, this little feud with Cena. I mean, this was a <clears throat> top-notch. Uh, top, this been one of the best feuds I've seen here this year, pretty much here uh, within the last uh, several months. To be honest with you, uh, I would say years even in the quality of the matches. Sure, I mean, I've, absolutely. I mean, Cena's had some good feuds before, but I mean, this one right here, uh, you might have to admit, even with his feud with Orton and all that. I mean, this one was always got to take the cake. Yeah. The only feud match-wise that 
could even compete would be Rollins and uh, Ambrose. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah. So, 22? 21. 21 now, but... 21, 21. All right. We're going backwards, so I might not be legal anymore. Let's go. 21. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Quote the Raven, nevermore. Ah. So, Raven, uh, when that character came out in ECW, like, uh, before he appeared, he was Johnny Polo in WWE. He was the manager of the Quebecers. So, like, the transformation from Johnny Polo to Raven was just incredible. And, like, he embodied that character of Raven to a T. Like, you forgot he was Johnny Polo. It's almost like with Bray Wyatt, he was Husky Harris. But, like, after the first Raw where everyone was like, Husky Harris, like, after he just went out and didn't said what he said, like, Everyone forgot Bray Wyatt was Husky Harris. And, like, Raven, the same thing. Everyone forgot he was Johnny Polo. And he was Scotty also Flamingo. Scotty Flamingo in WCW, yeah. yep. too. Scotty Flamingo, Scott Levi, yes. you know, in Independence. So, like, um, his promos, his in-ring work, like, everything was so good, especially in ECW, because they booked him as, like, the main event. Uh, superstar. He went to WCW, you know, they gave him some time, but they never gave him the uh, the big belt. He won, like, the U.S. belt. I, he might have won the TV belt, because I think any uh, anyone on the roster won that TV belt at one point or another. Um, and he was a tag champ in WCW, but I just loved the style, the grunge looks, his his promos were awesome. So, number 21, Raven. Well, there were two guys yep. he uh, really enjoyed feuding with more than anyone. It was Tommy Dreamer and Sandman. Yeah. I also enjoyed his feud with DDP. Yes. That was very good, yes. Uh, and Chris and, uh, Benoit. Oh. Oh. Uh, you guys, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I have to step away for a moment. So, J-Mail, please continue with your list, and I'll be right back on. He's going to get some pie. Yes, I am. I'll let you know how to taste. Be right back. <laughs> Very right, nice people. You know it. Uh, number 20. Would be the guy from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Edge. Yep. So, um, what's very weird, when Edge debuted, I believe it was 1998, and he broke some guy's neck from Los Barricos. Was it like Miguel Perez Jr.? Yes. Something like that. He yeah. broke his neck. Yeah, it was on either uh, Shotgun Saturday Night or... No, it was a Monday Night Raw. It was, was a Monday Night Raw. Raw. Oh, yeah, it was a Raw. Okay, I thought it was a Shotgun or a... Uh, it was a very quick match, too. It was like a squash match. It was like a yeah. like one of those minute and a half matches. Right, right. Um, broke that guy's neck. And I go... I. For whatever reason, like, I used to do... Uh, I'm a real nerd. I was a real nerd when I was, like, 13. I used to make, like, write down fantasy pay-per-views and matches and, like, title changes. And I'm like, in the year 
2004-2005, Edge is going to be a world champion. And, like, You're, he became a, a world champion, yep. which was crazy. Yep. And um, it took a lot of hard work. I mean, he overcame his neck injury. Yep. He overcame the whole scandal with him and Lita. Yep. He turned that into uh, him being the biggest heel in the company Oh yes. overnight, and he embraced it. Uh, a lot of people would have, you know, took the ball and ran home and, and disappeared for a little while, but he went out there, he worked, and uh, he even paired himself with, with Lita, which was great, and uh, the rated R superstar was born, and it was fantastic, and a lot of credit does go to John Cena, because about John Cena, Edge probably wouldn't have looked credible as a champion, um, yeah. because of the amount of times that John Cena put Edge over, and an assist also goes to McFoley for their match at WrestleMania, which... Uh, and he teamed up with Mick, too, at one time in the ECW yeah, event. Yeah, the one-night stand. Yeah, and, uh, and Dreamer. Yeah, and if you think about it, like, Edge, um, to me, is just one of the most... He's got to be, what is he, the most decorated superstar in WWE history? For the yeah. amount of titles he, ran, he won? Yep. And like, he, no one even comes close. No, I agree. I mean, he, he, he was a good wrestler. And I was going to ask you, I mean, and maybe Michelle Chiman too, how do you think he would fare today if, barring the neck injury and the retirement so soon that he left, however, would fare against guys like, say, Roman, uh, Dean Ambrose, and Rollins, do you think? How do you think he would handle himself? Uh, Michelle, you can go. Uh, hold on one I think that he would be very good competition for them. However, do I have to, okay, wait, what was the question again? Can you read, can you say it again one more time? So like, I'm sorry. If, 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 if Edge had not retired due to his neck injury. If Edge injury, didn't retire, do you think, how would he match up against Ambrose, the former members of the Shield? And would he get a chance to hold the title one more time? Like against Ballon say, for instance. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd love to see that, yeah. Uh, I would love... I, I honestly wish that Edge never got hurt. I honestly wish that he was still wrestling, yes. Um, do I think that if he never got injured and was still wrestling, yes, he would be world heavyweight champion again. I do firmly believe that. I do, too. I agree. So very, very I, think, I think he was very uh, underappreciated as well. Like, yeah, he could be whoever they wanted him to be, and he pulled it off. <laughs> if he wanted to be, they wanted him to be a, a top face. He could be a top face. They wanted him to be a top heel. He'd be a top heel. Yep. Tweener. It didn't matter, and it didn't matter who he went against. Like nope. he went against Taker, Cena, Batista, uh, Angle. Orton. You name them, and he went against them, and there were all quality feuds and matches. It was very rare when you're like, oh, this this Edge feud is not worth my time. Like, uh, I'm sorry. He's still the, uh, the king of spears for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Uh, to me, Goldberg will always be the king of the spirit. Just, but, I think they're both even. Yeah. Yeah. Any anything else that anyone wants to say about Edge? Rated R superstar. That's correct. And one of my tattoos is in tribute to Edge. That's all I wanted to say was the really? rated R superstar. Yeah, my stars. Oh, that's very yeah. cool. Yeah. I did not know that. Yes. Uh, my my next uh, superstar was it number nineteen? Yes, nineteen is RKO out of nowhere. Yes. Ah. It was very uh, it was very tough between him and Edge, who I was going to put uh higher up on the list, and I decided Orton because uh, I've said this time and time again. I've never seen Randy Orton have a bad match. Um, like, technically, like, he's so sound and so smooth in the ring. Like, that makes up for anything else that he may be lacking. Like, whether it's a promo ability um, or whatever. Like, when Randy Orton has a match, it's must-see TV every single time. So I'm back, guys. Okay, John's back with us, guys. Yep. So, anyone I think, has? I think his, I think Orton's breakout match that made him a big name in the Big Fish had to have been the Backlash match with Mick in 2004. Yeah. I mean, that was hardcore as hardcore can be. Didn't he yeah. also have a match in '03 with Michaels? That's right. I'm forgiven. Yes. Yeah. He, he he started to get recognized, I think, about that time because he was coming up from OBW, and he had that, uh, well, he didn't have the cockiness and arrogance into him. But I think once he got into Evolution and once Flair and Batista and Hunter took him under his wing, he was sort of like, I mean, I want to say a very young, cocky, I would say Tully Blanchard-type guy, you know? He was yeah. arrogant, he was narcissistic, he was always saying, it's about me, it's about me, it's about me. And like I said, I think that's when, I mean, I mean, I have his DVD, The Evolution of a Predator, and I think it's a great DVD, by the way, but I can go watch that match with him and Mick again and again. It's one of my favorite matches of all time with him and Mick. And, uh, quote-unquote, Triple H called him the pole that will eventually be molded into a diamond. Exactly. And, uh, I think that has come true. Yeah. Uh, what? 12 or 13 time 13. world champion. Yep, he's already. He's, he's he's up there along with Cena and he could do a few more reigns before his career is over. I mean, he's still he's been around a long time. I mean, mm. there's been times I mean, outside of wrestling we've seen his attitude, however, but at the same time, he's fought all the greats. I mean, Taker, Shawn, uh Hunter, Batista, Jericho, the list could go on. I mean, everyone Everyone, yeah, he he is he's done very well with himself. I think he's definitely a future Hall of Famer, without question. Can yep. he what? He's super hot. Oh, he's getting, in his personal life. He's had some issues too, but uh, yeah, he, I mean, that's just yeah. I mean, and now, and now he's gonna, now he knocked some some his fiance off. 
apparently. Uh, yeah, he he was all, he's actually getting married, believe it or not. Yeah, getting married again. But she got knocked up. Uh, yep. But Randall Keith Orton, number, he was number 19, so number yeah. 18. The King of Kings, Triple H. Uh, yeah, so... What can we say about this guy? He should be in the top five, I think. Uh, I agree too, J.D. Okay. Gerard, what do you think? Oh, I think uh, on your list, uh, that's where he should be. Okay. Cool. Anyone have anything to say about Triple H? Because we've talked about Triple H before. It's time to play the game. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm doing my workout right now, so. And one, and two, and one. Actually, no, it's uh, crunches, actually, so. Be careful out there. Oh, no, I'm at my friend's house, and I told her, I was like, it's cool, I'm going to do the workout while I'm on the phone. I thought you were doing something else while on the phone with us. Hey, we ain't X rated there now. Hold on there, buddy. <laughs> this is PG rated. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, yeah. One seven two four 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 seven four 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 resolution on this evening is we're right in the middle of the JML Experiences Top Twenty Five. And alongside the king of the best in the world tonight, we also have Mr. NWO GPS Gerard Smith, also the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, our resident independent wrestler who is also working out, Rhonda Rush Wright. Working and, out uh, locations. Uh, <laughs> okay. And also the host of WCWS Raw Radio, which can be heard every Monday afternoon at 3 right here on TalkShoot.com. Ice, the Iceman, J.D. Jared Geronimo, and the human suplex machine, John Gross. Uh, what? Where are we at? Where are we at now? I'm sorry, I missed a whole bunch of them. Number we're eight. Number eighteen, yeah. which was Triple H. Now we're about to go to number seventeen. Yes. Please continue. Which is the Iceman. But not JD, but <laughs> Dean Malenko. Now JD, since uh, you yeah. apparently like Dean Malenko, do you want to? Tell yeah. us a little bit about Dean Malenko. What can we say about Dean Malenko? We've talked about him last week on our show. I mean, he's the shooter, the man of a thousand holds, a member of the Triple Threat, a member of the uh, Radicals, a member of the Revolution. I mean, he's had great matches with Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Jericho. I mean, the Ultimo Dragon. I mean, he's teamed up with uh, CB, uh, Perry Saturn, and Shane Douglas. I mean... He's uh, done a lot in his career, and he, of course, was one of the first light heavyweight champions in WWE. At the Number time. one in PWI 500 in yes, 1997. Someone, that's correct, yes. And like I said, the the Iceman, the man of a thousand holds, however, I mean, always had a no-nonsense attitude coming to the ring. I mean, he always just didn't, I mean, he didn't smile and high-five the fans. He went out there, and he was trained by his father, the great Professor Boris Malenko. He also teamed up with his brother Joe. Um... Like we said, the list can go on and on. However, I think one of his greatest moments, however, and I think personally in his career, however, uh, not uh, just uh, joining up in uh, finding the cruiserweights in WCW, was, of course, a matchup he fought as a, dressed up as a luchador, if you remember, single pay back yes. in the day, and full Chris Jericho, and of all of us, however, at a WCW uh, pay-per-view one event. And that full Jericho, after Jericho was ripping on his whole family, 
And uh, the shooter, if you will, as I'm going to call him this in this case, uh, definitely shot all over uh, Jericho and uh, made him suffer by putting him in the Texas Cloverleaf, if you will, made him scream. But uh, Dean Malenko is a, a very unique guy. I mean, he is, of course, uh, also a part-time agent for WWE, but uh, he is, without question, a very no-nonsense, uh, straight-by-the-book type guy. He went out there, and uh, he did his thing, and he did it well. There you go. The Ice Man on the Ice Man. Yep. That's it. Hey, what else can you say? Unbelievable. Uh, uh, GTS is next, buddy. Oh, okay. Number 16 would be the King of Hearts. And that would be the Black Owen Heart. Hart. Owen Hart. Uh, just uh, it's so tragic, you know, what happened uh, yeah. with his death. But when we talk about in-ring ability, like, he's up there with the all-time greats. And he was an awesome, like, heel. He was such... So whiny, like he played that heel role to a T, and uh, cut good promos. Always yep. had good matches. Uh, uh, he could wrestle any style. Era, who could ever forget the 1994 Royal Rumble when he messed up his line? I don't need you anymore, Brett. You're too selfish, and that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. Yep. Yes. And he, and he had those two great matches with Brad, uh, WrestleMania 10 in the Garden, and, of course, the Steel Cage match at SummerSlam in Chicago later that year. And I was at the WrestleMania 10 match. Yep, that was when we first saw the first ladder match, too. Uh, when you mentioned Owen, uh, there's no question about We've had, uh, over the years, a lot of things to talk about about Owen. I mean, we talked about it last week, even, for a little bit. Uh, it's just a shame, like you said, his life was cut down so suddenly and so soon. After yeah. what happened, however, I mean, like I said, I remember the night it happened. I mean, I, I'll reminisce again, and I've said it before on our previous show, and I'll say it again. I mean, the night he died, I cried like a baby, and I'm not afraid to say I did, because I yeah. was one of my favorites, and you know, I was just so emotional, and I think we all were that night, because we did not think it was part of the show, but we later found out, however, it just was not supposed to happen. It couldn't yep. it, it was not supposed to go the way it went. And then the next night they did the tribute show and a lot of people did not know if Raw was gonna air that night. And uh the sad part and this is kind of me being biased in a way, but I'll say it anyway. I mean you had Raw do their tribute thing, however, but the thing is when Nitro did their show the next night after Owen's death, you didn't see WCW acknowledge it. And the thing was, he did have a trial match at one time with WCW, I understand that. But a couple of the superstars that were affected, very close to Owen, were, I mean, affected by it. I mean, CB, obviously, Jericho, who knew him very well from his stint in Japan, and a couple others. But WCW was so arrogant, and Bischoff was just so narcissistic that he didn't give a damn about Owen Hart. Sure, he cared about Brett, I understand that. And Brett, of course, would take some time off from wrestling because of this whole ordeal. And Brett was dealing with his own personal issues besides this at you the know, time. You know, J.D., as far as I'm concerned with Bischoff not caring about Owen, I mean, 
fish off didn't even care that Owen was dead. I mean, no, he didn't. He didn't. And, and, and no one, no one, no one in that company except for some people who were close with uh, the Hart family did. You're right, John. I agree. But I just think it would have been a class gesture. They did acknowledge when Grill Monsoon died. Yeah, and Bobby Heen talked about. It. But the thing is, when they talked about Owen's passing, they never once acknowledged it. WWE took their time out for two hours that night, and they did matches, and they did their superstars that were around at the time, like Jeff Jarrett, China, Triple H, Mick Foley, Edge, all those guys. Even Austin did a farewell beer toast to Owen in the center of the ring if he closed that show that night, if you remember. WCW was too John. arrogant. John. We're getting too much feedback from you, buddy. It's not me. I think it's our gym rat. Our gym advisor. Who, why are we getting so much feedback? Oh, is that, uh, that sounds like Rhonda. I think so, yes. She was in the middle for a workout, I think she said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep, yeah. that's yeah. it. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up, though, you, you brought up, you brought up about the tri- Raw Tribute Show after Owen Hart's passing. Yes. The biggest moment, I found this on YouTube several times, was when Stone Cold yep. came, out there to, came out to the ring. Yep. And they put up the picture of Owen Hart. Yep. Out there on the Titan Tron. Yep. And he just took two beers and just toasted them together. Yep. One of my favorite mm-hmm. moments. And, and so that was one of my favorite moments. And, I, and I'm gonna, I'm finding that right now as we speak. And I'm posting that and, tonight. And Mark, and Mark Henry's poem that he wrote oh, for yes. Owen Hart. That's was right. Also, yes. I forgot all also, about that. And here's the other thing. Owen supposedly was going to be given the uh, the gimmick of being the game. And uh, didn't get the opportunity to. Well, I think probably the besides Austin, besides Mark and besides uh, Austin's tribute that night, the Raw tribute show. I think that was so moving. Uh, the Rock's tribute to Owen because he was so. I mean, he was so much good friends with Owen, and Rock was just starting to come into his own early on at the time. However, and in his book, The Rock says he talks about there were times on the road, however, that uh, he was actually getting some advice from Owen. Owen would take the time out to talk to him and prank, of course, everyone, but uh, Owen and Rock yes. were uh, very tight uh, with each other, too. I remember uh, when Dustin Rhodes did his tribute, and uh, they went yep. over to Harley's for uh, Harley Race for uh, a cookout. Oh, Owen, yes, he talked about that story. That's right. Yep. Owen yep. stepped uh, barbecue sauce and the chili in everyone's mouth were on fire, and Harley got out the stun gun and chased him and off with it. That, I think that was <laughs> funny what Dustin said. Jay, <laughs> uh, man, let me, let me bring up another point about Owen right fast. Uh, there was one interesting moment. Uh, I think this was during 1992. Uh, we saw this in the Royal Rumble. Uh, he teamed up with uh, Jim Neidhart to form the new foundation. Uh, I believe. I believe. I don't know if that. Ta- I don't know how long that tag team lasted. Uh, of course, like I said, at Royal Rumble '92, they faced the Orient Express. I think it was the opening match for for that. I'm not sure. And it was an uh, opening match for the uh, show. Yeah, in which their outfits it kind of looked like a blend, uh, a different color. It kind of looked like a human checkered flag, pretty much. That's what it looked like. What it looked it like was in Albany, but... that Royal Rumble, right? Albany, New yeah. York, and Knickerbocker Albany, Arena. Knickerbocker that's Arena, right. you are so right, JML. Of course, of course, that's the one that's known for 
being the only one that the championship was actually won. The greatest of the- hour of commentary in the history of WWE. Yes, Gorilla Monsoon Bob, Bobby, Bobby Heat. Oh my God! If you, I, you can, like, not even look at the screen and just listen to the commentary and be enthralled. I yes. found it actually. I just found the Austin tribute. I'm going to share it with you guys right now. I'm going to also put the Rock tribute up as well. But we got to get moving on the list. GTS. The Ultimate Warrior. Yes. Now, growing up, I mean, I think everyone, before they saw a match, was a Warrior and Hogan fan. And uh, at one point, you had to choose between Warrior and Hogan, especially, like, the Ultimate Challenge at WrestleMania 6. And uh, I jumped off the Hogan bandwagon and went on the, the Warrior bandwagon and you know, Warrior came out with the victory, and uh, I don't know. I just always loved him. I loved his energy, his enthusiasm. Like um, that's why he's on my list. Let's move on to the next one for time. Okay. Everybody has a price, Ted DiBiase. Yeah, but so good in the ring. Like can talk. Um, can work against anyone. Uh, I even love the way how he transitioned into a manager in WWE. He was also really good on commentary. Yep. Um, like, you talk about like an overall superstar, like he was great. And it's just, he, wow. he was in an era where he had Hogan and Warrior and Savage and all these guys and Flair towards the end where he didn't have a, a single run with the big belt. And it's unfortunate because he was probably the biggest heel in the company from JML seven to 92. And like, JML? Yeah. He was also responsible for bringing the Undertaker to the World Wrestling Federation. And he was also held responsible for bringing them up, Undertaker, to the WWE. Now, I will admit I like The Undertaker, but ugh, that storyline sucked. <laughs> well, the mock Undertaker, do you know who he was? Brian Lee, yes. Okay, I'll just go after myself. Uh, next on my list after DiBiase. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Hey, yo. My Gobble. favorite, by the way. <laughs> Gobble slash Reza Ramon. Um, I man. knew that was coming. We knew that was coming from you, from you, Gerard. <laughs> I mean, this man, very underappreciated in the ring. Like, even half in the bag, he put on great matches. Imagine if he was 100% sober what he could have done in the ring. Like, it's crazy. Uh, His promos, the fan interaction, just incredible. We talked about the ladder match. Uh, We touched upon it at WrestleMania 10. They also had the ladder match in the 95 SummerSlam, which was great. Um, The founding member of the NWO. 
Uh, yeah. Multiple-time Intercontinental Champion, a U.S. Champion, a TV Champion, Tag Team Champion. The only thing he never held was the big belt in WCW or WWE. Nope. Um, and I think it's because of his demons why he never got the the biggest the big belt. But to me, you know, when you, you know, make a list, there are top twenty five. Hold on, let me speak. When you make a top twenty five, Scott Hall definitely belongs in somewhere in that top twenty five. You know, considering that Razor was the best. Uh, in the ring, I mean, yeah, he could have gone for the WWF title. I mean, that would have been nice to see the bad guy hold the WWF title. I could have seen him drop the Intercontinental title back in 94 when he lost it to Diesel and be on contention for the WWF title in November of 1994. And it would have been nice to see Razor get the belt instead of Diesel as well. Could have been nice, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, what's the next number and my next uh, superstar? That would that would be number twelve. That would be Kurt Henning, Mister Perfect. Yeah. I I mean really, enough said. Uh, one of the best wrestlers, pure wrestlers ever. Yep. Uh, the the Mister Perfect gimmick was great. Especially the way they hyped it with all the weird feats that he would do, like a hole in one in golf, a home run with Dwayne Boggs, like with him. Like, it was great. Um, arguably the greatest Intercontinental champion of all time. Uh, another guy that, uh, right place, wrong time. Uh, it seemed like. He was always blocked by another big superstar from getting the, the big the big belt, whether it was Hogan, Warrior, Savage, Flair, and then Bret Hart um, and Michaels. Like, the guy was able to, to cut promo, speak. Um, he worked well in, in the role of a heel or a face. Um, although most preferred him as a heel, I thought they didn't explore him enough as a face. Like, how over was he as a face uh, when he turned his... That turned his back, but he shunned Ric Flair, teamed with the Macho Man. Like, he was so over. Uh, and they kind of just, you know, they were in the middle of the Bret Hart run. So he wasn't going to get the belt. His match with Brett, I think, in SummerSlam 91 will go down as one of the best, but he was also a great tag team guy back in the day in the AWA with Great Ganya, Scott Hall. His match with Nick Bockwinkle was also legendary. He was a great commentator. He was at least, he was also very tight with Rick Rude. We know the history between those two guys growing up in Minnesota together and being best of friends. I mean, he was a guy who left us way too soon, I feel. Yeah. Also, uh, and you mentioned AWA. I think that was the biggest belt he held one AWA, he did hold that belt. Yes, yep, he did. He did. He, did. He, he beat Jerry Lawler for that belt, actually. Or Jerry Lawler. No, he, did. Jerry no, he beat, beat Bob Winkle for the belt. That's right, he, he beat Bob Winkle for the belt. The 60-minute match at the showboat. That's right, I'm mistaken. And then, and then Jerry Lawler ended up beating, beating him for the AWA belt. That's right, so. in Memphis. In Memphis, correct. Yes. That's right, yeah, yeah okay. Uh, 1-724-444-7444-REVOLUTION. On this evening, we're right in the middle of JML's Top 25. 
<laughs> and, and long time, <laughs> yeah. So along with the king, the best in the world, the JML experience, as well as Mr. NWO TTS, Gerard T. Smith, Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, uh, Rhonda Rush, right? Sound like she sound like she's a little bit out of breath there. Uh, <laughs> and also the host of WWUS Raw Radio, the Iceman, JD Jared Geronimo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. JML, please continue with your list. Okay. Uh, who's next, uh, Gerard? Number 11 is RVD. Very nice, very nice. Okay. Uh, John Gross, your feelings about RVD? He was a great wrestler. I mean, he came to the ECW in 1993, had awesome matches with Sabu, the Dudleys, Jerry Lynn, and... Came to the WWF for a brief stint with Jerry the King Lawler and then returned back to ECW again, won the ECW television title, and then went to the WWF for the WWF invasion. And in a few short, few short days after his return to the WWF, took the hardcore title from Jeff Hardy. And at SummerSlam, him and Hardy wrestled in a ladder match. RVD and Hardy, they always had great matches. He also had a WWF championship match against Stone Cold and Kurt Angle at No Mercy. And he's even beaten the, uh, and he beat The Undertaker in November of 2001, people. Can you believe that? A shocking yep. upset. And then when the Alliance was done, he turned into a fan favorite. The fans loved Loved RVD. Came the Intercontinental Champion at WrestleMania in 2002. Teamed up with Kane the same year, and they won the Tag Team Championships. Re- almost had the close call of winning the World Heavyweight title against Triple H at Unforgiven. Also participated in the first ever Elimination Chamber match for the title. Teamed up with Book. Became Intercontinental Champion again the same year. And also in 2004, he teamed with Booker T to become the Tag Team Champ. Also teamed up with Ray to become the champions. And then in 2005, he got sidelined with an injury. Came back the, same, the next year in the Royal Rumble match. Was in the Final Four until he was eliminated. WrestleMania, he won the Money in the Bank ladder match. One night, and at one night stand, he made history by becoming the WWE champion in his in the ECW Hammerstein Ballroom Arena. Man, can I say the whole crowd was against RVD? Yes, well said. Now number number uh, ten, right? We're on two. Yep, we are on ten. This would be Have a Nice Day, Mick Foley. Michelle, you've been quiet. Your thoughts on Mick Foley? Uh, well, let's see. Talk about good promos. Talk about someone who can play a, a variety of different characters and get away with it and make it look great every time he does it. Uh, hardcore fits him to a T. Any and every match he's been in has been beautiful. Uh, I like that he, you know, I like his hardcore mentality that he's not scared of anything. Obviously, he's 
been in matches with multiple people that have involved uh, multiple pieces of equipment or, uh, you know, such as tacks and, and four-by-fours and everything else and coming to the ceiling of hell in the cell, everything. Excuse yeah. me? Um, definitely a very good choice. Uh, I think that he would be in my top 25 as well, JML. Um, uh, one that I miss tremendously. Yeah. Um, I think without even, if if he only wrestled one match, that was the 98 King of the Ring. Um, he would still be on my list for that, that performance and what he did and, like, gutting through the abuse that he took in that match Absolutely. for the entertainment of the crowd. Like, that... Did we talk about John Cena finishing the match because he broke his freaking nose? All right. Look <laughs> right. at freaking Mick Foley got thrown off of the Hell in a Cell through a table, right? Yep. Then but still remember on... this day. Good God Almighty! Good God Almighty! That killed him! As God is my witness, he is broken in half! Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Go ahead, JML. Then gets placed on the gurney. Climbs back up to face the Undertaker again. Then gets chokeslammed through the cell. <laughs> like, Somebody stop the into... Enough! In... Enough! Into the ring. Okay. And, uh, and that would have been enough. But then they they, pre- they, they, they get the thumbtacks out. Uh, it was mm-hmm. unlike anything we've ever seen. And we'll never see that again in WWE. Like, that was right. the penultimate match, I think, in the history of WWE. And one I quick agree. thing I want to yes, I agree to, let me mention this one quick thing. You remember, I think, uh, during the time, I think that Ambrose and Rollins were going to face each other inside of the cell not yeah. too long ago, I think. Okay. Yes. And, and then the came, yes. Yes, he came out there and said, I'm just out here saying hello to an old friend. Yep. So that was, oh, how, how sweet, how bittersweet was that? That yeah. was awesome. It was awesome. Well, we've listed mixed great matches. I mean, two other matches I think that stand out. I mean, there's a lot of them that stand out, but two that are really good, too, when you mentioned. I mean, the Street Fight with Triple H. 90, 96 Mind Games in yeah. your house with Michaels. What about uh, him and uh, Hunter in 2000 at MSG at the Rumble and the yeah, rematch? No way out. I was, when... I was there. I got another I got another McFoley great match, too. Real quick. Um... Two great matches on my list. The night the Buried Alive match with the Undertaker in '96, and the I okay. Quit match in '99 at the Royal Rumble against The Rock. Although Foley's been on record and says he hated that match. Yeah, I remember hearing him say that actually. <laughs> because of the gratuitous chair shots, he thought it was overdone, like an overdone, overbooked match. Um, but. You know, everyone's entitled to personal opinions, obviously. Uh, let's go to number nine, please. Brother, Hawk Hogan. Oh. Nice, yeah. very nice. Yeah, I wasn't going to leave him off my list, so 
Um, we said enough about him over the last week. Uh, so let's just go to uh, number eight. Woo! Rick Flair. Chad, I want yes. to hear your thoughts about Rick Flair on my list. <laughs> okay. Uh, first off, uh, great choice. Definitely put him up there, definitely in the top ten of this list as well. Um, of course, what what can you say? Sixteen-time uh, world heavyweight champion. Uh, uh, of course, uh, in uh, Unforgiven 2005, he defeated Carlito to win his first Intercontinental Championship. And of course, I told you about the party that happened happened right after that. That was, <laughs> but we all will talk about that later. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, was of course a part of a uh, uh, big part, of, obviously, of um, Starcade in its beginnings. Uh, um, uh, very, very, uh, very, very, you know, passionate about you know talking about the old days. Uh, 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 two-time Hall of Famer. Wasn't he the first WCW slash WWF champion? So he carried the belt into WWE into the WWF. I mean, they no, I'm just, saying the first man to hold WCW title and the WWF title. I think it was. I think he was. Yeah, I believe he was. Uh, of course, two-time Hall of Famer. Um, obviously, of course, by himself, and of course, uh, a couple years later with the infamous Four Horsemen. Uh, and all incarnations of the Four Horsemen, you could not you could not do it without Flair, obviously. Uh, Mm, and then that made it, that made that group. Forgive me for saying Gerard, but too sweet. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, of course, uh, one of his infamous uh, feuds was obviously, of course, with you know from guys from Hogan, the Dusty Rhodes, um, Harley Race, T- Terry Funk, Sting. Sting, yes. Uh, uh, man, the list can go on and on on that on. Guys that you know that he's that he's gone that uh, has gone after him or he's gone after. But I mean, what what more can you say? I mean about uh, about the the nature boy. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Uh, so awesome. Uh, next on my list, GTS number seven. Be rest in peace, the taker. Oh, that's what I want to... That's what I like to talk about. All right. Two minutes. Not even. Okay. Well, The Undertaker came to the WWE in 1990 when Ted DiBiase acquired him. And for 25 years, The Undertaker dominated WWE. He beat Hulk Hogan to win his first WWE title in 1991 at Survivor Series. Had an impressive record of WrestleMania streak at 21-0 until it was taken down by the Beast Incarnate. Had some great rivalries in the 1990s with Yokozuna, Shawn Michaels, Kane, his brother Kane. Who could ever forget WrestleMania 14? Undertaker and Kane, that was a great WrestleMania match for the man from the dark side. Don't forget his feud with Steve Austin in 98. The Rock, Triple H, those two WrestleManias were awesome. And even the hot Three. brick kid, Shawn Michaels. 
Well, you had three WrestleManias with Triple H. Well, three rest. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> three WrestleManias. Everyone forgets about the uh, WrestleMania 17. Yep. Or 18, whatever it was. I forgot. No, you're you're, you're right. It was 17. It was prior to the invasion. uh, It was 17, yeah. So that was also, I thought that was a solid WrestleMania match as well. Um, And that that match, as a matter of fact, to me is when the streak like felt real, like a like a real thing, was uh, him and Hunter because Hunter brought up the, the streak. Um, so I think that's when the streak had traction or started getting that traction. Um, but to me, like WWE, I think did a list of their top fifty, and Taker was number one. The top fifty superstars. I, I, I could have sworn Taker was number one. I didn't want to look that up. The great, great help. Um, but number seven, Undertaker. Number six, GTS. Is Y two J Chris Jericho? Yeah. Everywhere he's went, he's been successful. Anything he's done outside of wrestling, he's done great as well. Um, to talk on the mic, perform in the ring. He can go against anyone. So, for me, personally, he's just, he was just so entertaining, too. Like, funny. Um, Michelle, what do you think of Jericho? I love Jericho. Um, I agree with you. I think he was very entertaining, he was great. He's great on the mic. Um, I liked watching him in his matches. Yes. I think that he was definitely, if I had to say, one of the top five best promo in wrestling. I hear music. That's not me. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like she was playing a video game. No, it's um, it's a video of uh, Seth Rollins going to Suplex City, and they did it like in Pac-Man form. It's just funny. I will share it. I'm sorry. I thought it was down low enough. Oh, okay. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Oh, quiet. Ooh. Okay. Uh, uh, one seven two four 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 seven four four four. Revolution on this evening, as I have on here, right in right in the top ten list, we should say of JML's top twenty-five. The king of the best of the world, the JML experience, has joined me as well as Mr. NWO, GTS, Gerard T. Smith, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, Rhonda Rush-Wright, as well as the host of WWS Raw Radio, which is heard every Monday afternoon at 3 o'clock right here on TalkShoe.com, with the Iceman, J.D. Jared Girolamo, and his partner, the human suplex machine, John Gross. J.M.L., please continue, sir. 
JML, are you there, sir? Yes. Okay. Did we have what what happened? I don't know, it got like really quiet. Like did we lose people? I'm here. I'm here. I'm still I'm here. I thought it was the Undertaker. The Undertaker did that. Because of John Gross's like just oh. love for the Undertaker. <laughs> oh. He's okay. not mine though. Alright, okay. so let's 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 uh, continue before uh, God knows what happened. Uh, we were talking about Jericho, Michelle was saying that she loved him. Uh in my opinion, his debut or the lead up to his debut in ninety-nine was phenomenal, probably the best debut ever. Um great. And Jericho always uh reinvented himself. Uh, and to me, top ten personal favorite of all time. Uh, Gerard, who's uh, who's next on my list? Is it number five? Are we get into the top five. This is number five. Yes. Wow. Ooh la la. And it is the lunatic fringe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would be Dean Ambrose. And and that's why he's in my top five. Just the persona. Hey, hey. Hey. Like he's You'd be um He's a reflection of myself. So uh for no other reason than like I said, it's like looking into a mirror and also mm-hmm. There's a lot of another wrestler that's going to be on my list uh, that I see in him. So, number four. CM Punk. What? (laughs) The best in the world. I told you to stay tuned because where it gets. Like I, I thought it was because like Dean Ambrose was on your list, and that's why you wanted me to hear it. And by the way, from for that comment, I, I think I'm in love with you. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> but since you put CM Punk on that list, now like if if you just start finding weird things and you're like, I think someone's stalking me because they're in love with me and finding like cute little love notes that I stole offline because I can't do that mushy stuff. Just know it's from me. Okay. Um, CM Punk. I followed his whole career, even in the independence. And uh, although we he broke up with the internet wrestling community in the fashion that he did, I can't not have him in my top five. He probably would have been number two on my list, um, but the way that it all ended and the post-breakup uh, feelings and animosity have uh, definitely... Uh, put him in a uh, lower position on my list, but the man went out there, he busted his ass uh, to talk on the mic, obviously wrestle, go against anyone, and then I, his, his whole best in the world run, the tail end of his WWE career was uh, 
some of the best work we'll ever see. And, uh, like, that's why he called himself the best in the world, because he truly was from that 2011 to when he walked out of that building uh, the night after the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia. So, Pittsburgh. Uh, CM Punk. Pittsburgh, Philly, I was there. Same, same thing. This brought me a beautiful stuff. But good, good pick there. I, I would put him in the top three, no question about it. I mean, he always was a funny guy, but he was also a straight fighter, hip guy. And those, the promo that I think everyone remembers is when he did it in Las Vegas. But I think when you talk about great matches with Punk, I mean, he was the longest-term champion for almost a year plus. How he had that battle with The Rock, that great Daniel match. Bryan with, over the limit. Yep, I think him and Cena, Money in the Bank in Chicago. Still yeah. is one of the best, hands down. I mean, those two just tore up Chicago and then some. Yep. Um, so, anyone have anything else to say? Yeah. Um, I think um, Punk and Cena was the best match at Money in the Bank. And then on the 2013 episode of Raw, it was February. I think CM Punk and Cena... Top that one even better too. I mean, it was a great night raw match for for them, yeah. and the was, fans liked it. Yeah, it's on one of the it's the best of raw DVDs that I have that matches on there. Um, I remember watching that with a group of friends, and we're like, "Oh my god, this like like you said, John probably holds up against that Money in the Bank match." Um, next on my list. And uh, was number three, right? Number, number three. three. Yep. Yes. And it's give me a hell yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. Uh, I mean, does anyone want to just talk about Steve Austin? I mean, we've talked about him enough on this show, I think. The Hollywood Blondes. I mean, first off, I mean, the Dangerous Alliance. I mean. Being on his own, I mean, and of course he's had a lot of unique outside uh, things happen to him, but uh, he has been a very, also a very good individual too. Yep. Um, Chad, you going to say about Austin? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, God, that of course one of the, of course biggest names. Uh, uh, of course. Of course, definitely in the attitude era, he was uh, one of the, one of your top players there. No question about that. Uh, and that was kind of evident at WrestleMania 14 when he won the title the first time. He won it from Shawn Michaels. Um, he really stepped up his game a little bit further after he won the title. Uh, has had good uh, good matches for for the title, regardless if he won the, won the match or he lost the match in the belt and won it back or. Uh, but uh, of course, you got also got to talk about uh, his infamous Smoking Skull Championship belt. One of the, my personal opinion, one of the coolest looking title belts I've ever seen, um, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, and believe it or not, in the I believe it was a commercial for the 2K16 game. It's got him out there digging out in a field, and believe it or not, he had that belt buried in a field out there. And uh, and then he puts it on his shoulder, just like the old days. So uh, I thought that yeah, was I've kind of... Uh, 
I thought that was I thought that was kind of sweet though. Uh, but um, of course, one moment, and I won't hold any longer here. But one thing I will say, influence concern Stone Cold was when he unex- when he unexpectedly teamed up with Shawn Michaels to take on Owen Hart and the Bulldog for the tag team titles and end up winning the belts in the process. Uh, I thought that was a that was a that was one of the biggest matches around that time on Raw, but uh, still it was uh, it was phenomenal. Uh, Jamie, back to yeah. Uh, well, I'm ready for number two, and number two was also a tie. Um, that's what number one is going to be. So, Gerard, without further ado. First one is Brian Pillman. Ah. I've talked about him so much that I think everyone knows how I feel about him. So, uh, yeah. And... My my other number two. The second number two was, oh yeah, Randy Savage. I mean, Randy Savage to go against anyone. He taught killer promos. Rust Radio three against Steamboat, one of the best matches ever. Um, like he he's an icon. Uh, multiple time world champion. The elbow drops were awesome. Although, didn't Warrior kick out of like six at WrestleMania? Seven. Seven. No, like, yeah. But uh, he, um, <laughs> like I said, he never had a bad match with anyone. I mean, no. Flair, I mean, uh, Steamboat, Hogan, the list goes on. And again, a guy we lost way too soon. Uh, his DVD is tremendous yep. in every sense of the word. Hall of Famer finally made it in this year. Well worth it. I think he should be the top guy without question. Yeah, one of the tops, yep. And, I mean, he even had matches early on with Taker, uh, Jake the Snake. Yep. Um you look at WCW, he's a guy that kind of put DDP over in yep. their year feud. Like, that feud went for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, his feud, obviously, with Hogan. Um, but he was able to to hold his own against anyone. Yep. And uh, for me, he's definitely deserving of being on almost every, everyone's top and possibly top five. Um, just tremendous. And uh, and now, my number one, which was a, a three-way tie. Um, Gerard, you might as well just name all three of them. Okay. All right. Number one, is, or not number one, but Sting. 1A. <laughs> 1A is Sting. 1D yes. is Shawn Michaels. And one C is Bret Hart. Oh. All, all good at number one. You can't argue with any of those guys at all. All being at one A, one B, and one C. They've had great his, histories. I mean, for me, Sting, Michaels, and uh, Bret Hart, um, they're the ones that, that hooked me into wrestling. Like, 
Hogan and Warrior drew me in, but those were the guys that kind of hooked me. Like, the way they came out, the way they carried themselves. Like, they were true champions. Uh, Michaels, like, his in-ring work is amazing. And uh, his later work from 2002 to when he retired again for the second time, to me, is one of the greatest bodies of work in wrestling history in terms of the matches that the big matches that he put on with Taker, Ankle, Orton, Hunter, uh, the list goes on and on. Jericho. Um, Bret Hart just... When you think of champion, like, Bret Hart just carried himself so well. And it was the poster boy, like a great poster boy for the post-Hogan era of WWE. And uh, the way he treated the fans, the fans loved him. Excellency of execution. And then you had Sting, the, the franchise of WCW, the poster boy, uh, the colorful face paint, and then he changed for the times and became the, the pro Sting, fought the NWO, and, uh, like, for me, I couldn't pick between those three, and that's why I'd like to just... <laughs> Picked all three as my number one. Totally. Excellent list. But top notch, absolutely. Uh, I wanted to, while we've had the last few minutes here, guys, I wanted to bring up a question that I had posted on WCWS Dynasty. I believe I did this last uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. And you can find the question. It's on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash dynasty forever. Um, this was from a video that I had seen on YouTube just recently. Uh, it might have been it might have been out for maybe a couple years or so, but um, it's a match of bet of the fantasy matches, and this is their wording: the fantasy matches that never happened. Uh, it was a list; it was, a, it was their top ten fantasy matches that never happened. Uh, and the the, the 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 matches that I had listed and all that, I asked everyone just to vote their opinions on uh, on whether they think the best one is. And of course, overwhelmingly, because this one is, is shows a pretty good possibility of actually happening, is the, is is the encounter between Sting and the Undertaker. Uh, of course, we hope that happens. I, I personally would love to see that. A lot of people want to see that. But um, I wanted to get everyone else's thoughts on the other nine that was listed. Um, the first one, uh, I think we mentioned this before, uh, the the four horsemen taking on Evolution. Jamie uh, let's start with you, my friend. Uh, just a brief point of view. Who do you think would pull this off? I, I'm sorry. I, I had to. I went somewhere, and then they came back to the phone. Was it a fantasy matchup? A fan, yes. It was one... If you know, remember the question that I posted on Dynasty, I believe it was yesterday, about the fantasy matches. Best fan, I put it, I put it as best fantasy matches that never happened, um, and one of them that was listed, um, I did say obviously Sting versus Undertaker, but another one I did mention was the Four, Four Horsemen versus Evolution. I just want to get your thoughts on who would win that encounter. Um, the original Four Horsemen. In my opinion, okay. would win. Because okay. to me, they were more of a cohesive unit than Certainly. evolution. Certainly. 
Uh, J.D., your thoughts on who would win this, this encounter? I would say the original Four Horsemen as well. Okay. Uh, John, uh, your overall thoughts are Four Horsemen versus Evolution. Uh, it's going to be close, but I call it the Four Horsemen. Okay. Uh, Michelle, your overall thoughts, Four Horsemen versus Evolution. Oh, boy. <clears throat> um... Uh, I don't. Uh, can, I ha, do I have to vote? Can I make it a draw? <laughs> yeah, you can make it a draw. Sure, that, that's no problem. Because uh, that's hard for me. Because I, I I really like both. Okay, well that's okay. You can say a draw. That's fine. Uh, Rhonda, your overall thoughts: Four Horses versus Evolution. Who do you think would pull it off? I'm gonna adapt or perish. Mm. I'm going to have to go with Evolution. Okay. Uh, the the original oh. Evolution. Let me rephrase that. Okay. All right. That's that, that's that's quite all right. Uh, Gerard, your overall thoughts are who, who put off this win between the Four Horsemen and Evolution? I have to go with Rick Flair and the Four Horsemen. Oh, old old school showing some love here tonight. Uh, The next one that was on this list uh, was an I Quit match. Okay, picture this now. I Quit match. Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle. Uh, J-Mail, your overall thoughts are on this. Who would win this encounter? Well, Bret Hart. Okay. Uh, J.D., your thoughts are Bret Hart, Kurt Angle, I quit match. Make this an Iron Man match. I'm calling it a draw. Okay. Okay. Uh, John, who do you think, sir? Bret Hart, Kurt Angle, and I quit match. I would say uh, Bret Hart. Okay. Michelle, who do you think? Bret Hart, Kurt Angle. Bret Hart, without a doubt. Okay. Rhonda, who do you think? Bret Hart or Kurt Angle, I quit match. Um. Mm. Ooh. I'm. I'm gonna have. To, mm. God, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Kurt Angle on this one. Oh, this would break my heart. I. I know. That was like. It, it's really tough, though. Like. Uh, I mean, ooh. for me, like I love Bret Hart more. Don't get me wrong. But I look at, at the pink Kurt shade. Angle's background. Chicks love the pink shades. That too. That's it. Uh, Gerard, who do you think? Bret Hart, Kurt Angle, I quit match. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Bret Hart wears pink and black all the time. You wear pink and black, and you pick Kurt Angle? What kind of shit is this? Okay. Well, first, I was like, when his music came on, I'd be like the one chanting, you suck. But yeah. I have to, like, I love Bret Hart. Don't get me wrong. Yes, the colors are awesome, but I love Bret Hart in general. But if you look at Kurt Angle and his background of wrestling and everything, I would have to give it to him. I mean, it would be a great match. But I think Kurt Angle would probably win. Like, I don't know. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I got nothing. That's it. That's all. 
Okay. Uh, Gerard, your thoughts? Bret, uh, Bret Hart, Kurt Angle, I quit match. Bret Hart. And there you <laughs> go. Uh, this is another one. Uh, of course, uh, uh, JML just hinted, hinted this man, and both of these men actually, in his uh, infamous top 25 list. Great list, by the way, JML. I apologize. Thank on that you. List. Yes. Uh, yes. Can we post yes, that list? list. Uh, you were saying something else. We, I'm sorry. I didn't. Okay, can we post that list to the different groups and see if we can get maybe fans to post their list or if they want to do top tens or whatever they want I to do. I can do that. And, like, we can, we can mention them maybe on air, whatever the case may be. We can do it in the question format I have on here if that's the way you would like to go for the, with this. Where it says ask a question, you can just put poll, poll um, like, so that way they can vote on them. Just like I did with this thing right here. Uh, we can do, yeah, let, let's, let's, let's do that, Michelle. We'll do it that way. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, next, next one, um, uh, and then like I said, this one right here, like I said, these two men were put were brought up on JML's top twenty-five list: Randy Savage versus CM Punk. Oh, JML, your overall thoughts: Who would win this match? Randy Savage, because in, in, um, on my list, uh, Savage was ahead of Punk, so now if I pick. Punk over Savage, then I have to redo the list. So, Savage. Savage. J.D., who do you think? Randy Savage, CM Punk, who would win? Great match here. I mean, this is a battle of uh, two good guys who know how to speak the mic well and get the crowd all riled up. I'm going to go with Savage in the uh, bionic elbow, the big elbow that closes it out. There you go. Uh, John, who do you think? Randy Savage or CM Punk? CM Punk! CM Punk! Okay, I think we got I think we got his answer. Okay, <laughs> uh, Michelle, who do you think, Randy Savage versus CM Punk? Oh boy, oh boy. Um. Oh boy. This <laughs> I would have to say Randy Savage. Okay. Uh, Rhonda, who do you think? Randy Savage, CM Punk, who would pull off the win? Oh, that's that's like a no-brainer for me, and I am currently wearing a CM Punk shirt. So I'm going to have to go with the best in the world. Okay. Uh, Gerard, who do you think? Randy Savage versus CM Punk? Randy Savage. The old school is getting the love here tonight, folks. It's getting the love here tonight. Uh, and this, and the next one here is kind of unique. Uh, this man, this is one man, was brought up in uh, JML's top twenty-five, but according, to, but from the video that that I saw here from WWE.com off of YouTube, they actually made a match between each of his three personas. And I think everybody knows who I'm referring to. I'm going to go ahead and mention it: Cactus Jack versus Dude Love versus Mankind. Jamel, uh, who would who would win out of the three faces of, Fo- of Foley? Chad, I'm pretty sure we did these fantasy matchups before. Um, yeah, but this is just something I found. So I mean, I I'll uh, yeah. I'll uh, I'll entertain this or revisit this uh, 
I'd pro- I'd go with Catfish Cat because he was the craziest bastard of the bunch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, this is the sound that I found on YouTube. This this one of these WWE.com countdown things. I'm sure y'all seen these videos on YouTube. They posted top ten things. That's what this is, pretty much. I just want to reiterate what this is. Uh, JD, your overall thoughts? Which one of the three faces of Foley would pull off the win? Two words: Bang Bang. Catcher's check. Okay, uh, John. Who do you think would pull off the win out of the three faces of Foley? Oh no, he's dying. I believe he said man. I think that was a call bearer. I don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh lord, that was good. Oh, don't try to touch my salami. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I would yeah, have to me. say mankind too. Okay, Rhonda, who do you think would win out of the three faces? Everybody's on that one, Michelle. Mankind. Okay, Gerard, who do you think? Who do you think would win out of these three? Actors, Jack. Do love. Getting no love tonight. Ain't that a darn shame? Nah, he's giving KY. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how mercy. Okay, sorry. <laughs> hey, did you guys hear, though? I don't know if you guys heard or not, however. I'm going to kind of spoil the There's talk, however, that apparently now TNA and GFW are uh, trying to do an angle together, like an invasion-type angle. Oh, my God. That's going to be as entertaining as watching uh, paint dry. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. not, not successful WWF WCW invasion, but uh, oh boy. Okay. My goodness. Um, okay. <clears throat> uh, we'll, okay, we'll we'll save that for a later time. Uh, this one is one of the ultimate fantasy matches. How about of all this time, one? How about this one? I got a fantasy matchup. Okay, go ahead. Dean Malenko versus the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Yes. Oh, damn it. Shoot. I was going to call that. Good one. I'm going to say oh. I put my Texas... I, I counter the Styles attack and the clash into the Texas Cloverleaf, however, trained by my great father, the Professor Boris Malenko. Dean Malenko, the shooter, wins it here. You got a good character, too, J.D., with that one. I'm I'm impressed. Thank you. Um, (laughs) GTS. I'm going to have to go with... The Iceman. Ooh. Rhonda? Dean Malenka for 500, please. I got to go with Malenko, too. I'll I'll, I'll definitely say Malenko as well. All right. MLD? Oh, gosh. Do I have to choose? Because this is, like, really really hard. Remember what you did on... 
What did you say, JML? That no, I said, I said great. Um, <laughs> your your choice for uh, makeup <laughs> and style. Uh, I would have to say Malenko. Old school does it again. Um, and like I said, there's uh, we got like it's okay. In my opinion doesn't matter. I mean, I came up with the match, but well, you, yours uh, definitely. Yeah, your opinion always matters on this show, there, buddy. Right there. Yeah. Oh, no, no, All right, no. I got a fancy match up for you guys. Uh, yeah, let's, well, let's, let's go. Let's go, JD. Thanks. Okay, go ahead. Okay, JD, go ahead. All right, Doctor Death, Steve Williams versus Roman Reigns. Oh. Power. We're talking powerful match here, and this would be hardcore rules. Anything goes. JML, what do you think, my friend? Dr. Death versus Roman Reigns. Who do you think would pull it off? I can, and I will. Roman Reigns. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, well, J.D., you made the match. Let's hear your opinion, sir. Dr. Death, Roman Reigns, hardcore match. What do you think? I'm going to go Roman, too. I like Doc Howard. Don't get me wrong. He's a great tag team wrestler and a singles guy, however, with Terry Gordy and D.B. Ossie, all those guys back in mid-south. But Roman and the Superman punch come through, and the spear knocks the good doctor down. John, what do you think, my man? Uh, Dr. Death, Roman Reigns, hardcore man. And I'm going and I'm going to with J.D. on this one. The Superman punch and the spear, Dr. Death, you're done. Roman you Reigns. Thinking- are you taking a dump while speaking to us on your phone? Nope. <laughs> oh, Michelle, before I go nuts, uh, your 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 pick on this match that JD just made. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, I have to say Roman Reigns too. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, Rhonda, what do you? Think? <laughs> Rhonda, what do you think? Before I go completely insane here, go. Please. I mean, we should all know that I'm gonna choose Roman Reigns, but yeah, <laughs> it, it's not because of the Superman punch. Because like when Roman Reigns first started doing it, you know, everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Like it's a legit move. It's it's kind of hard to pull off. I've tested that theory, but I think it would be more his clothesline and his like he can keep knocking him down, but he he's a lot like Dean Ambrose in that sense, like. He keeps getting up. Like we saw him be put through a table, and he still got back up. He still had life in him. Like he's one of those wrestlers that he has to prove himself more because he didn't start out in the Indies. Sure. And because of who his family is, so he's got that. I have more to prove, so I'm going to prove it. You sit there and say that he can't and he won't, but he does. He may not win, but. He gives a, he gives as good as he gets, in my opinion. Like, yeah, five moves to doom, whatever, but you can't keep, like, you can knock him down all you want, but he still gets back up. 
Sure. So I'm going to have to sure. say Roman Reigns on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Gerard, your overall thoughts on this match. Who, who do you think would pull off the win? Roman Reigns. I would have to say the same thing. And can you all excuse me for just two seconds? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> oh, can I bring uh, up another point real quick? Sure, please. Okay, do we all remember... Um, Oh, my God. What was the name of that pay-per-view? It was the last Shield pay-per-view, Payback, where they had Roman Reigns over the still steps and were beating him with kendo sticks. Like, he took all of that and then still was able to get up. So, in a hardcore match, I'm just going to say, you could you could throw a lot of stuff his way, and he's still going to get up and beat you to, to a pulp, in my opinion. Very much. I was going to say something else, but it ain't PG, so I had to change that at the last minute. <laughs> there, there you go. Um, and there are, like I said, this other thing I have here of the question I posted on Dynasty. I have five more matches. Uh, and we're, we're going to go a little bit over time here, folks. So that's what this does. This, so that's everybody just enjoy. Everybody enjoy it here. Uh, this right here was a very hyped up fantasy match, I think, in my opinion, for a long time. But uh, and we may have talked about this one before, but I wanted to go ahead once again. Just for the sake of this question, um, just to get everyone's thoughts about this, Andre the Giant versus The Big Show. Ooh. J-Mail, your overall thoughts. Who would would win this battle with the big man? Oh, uh, this is going to be an unpopular uh, report to the match, but I'd rather watch Paint Dry. I I will not pick a winner. You can move on. Okay. Uh, J.D., who do you think would pull off the win between Andre and the Big Show? Andre's too strong, I think, however, so I'm going with Andre. Okay. Uh, John, who do you think would pull off the win, Andre or Big Show? Well, I tell you what, if both Andre and Show would take the superplex and the ring would collapse, the match would still continue, and I'd say the Big Show will choke slam Andre right through the ring. John Gross, do you have a megaphone? No. Sounds like you do. You could be like the new Jimmy Hart. That could be your whole character. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I like that. The mouth uh, of the I... Mid-South, John Gross. <laughs> no, no megaphones with me here tonight, JML. No megaphones. Jeez, um, can you just imagine? <laughs> my left eardrum is already partially blown. <laughs> Uh, Michelle, your overall thoughts on the battle of the big man? Who do you think would pull off the win? <laughs> Andre the Giant. Rhonda, who do you think would pull off the win in the battle of the big man? I'm going to have to go with Andre. Okay. Uh, we love you, John. Gerard, who do you think will pull off the win in the battle of the big men here? Well, I think Andre would drink all the beer. (laughs) uh, (laughs) He's my hero. Um, Andre would. Oh, I already said Andre would win. No, you did. You did. did. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, now, okay. Next one here is a tech. <laughs> before we go, uh, before we go to the next one here, J- JML, your your line to John a few minutes ago was classic. Uh, um, uh, never heard on this show before. Uh, uh, but uh, it would have been funny if he actually flushed the toilet. Uh, <laughs> It's like a it's like a construction site, no dumping. While uh on WCW US Revolution. Or a port a port of John, there you go. A yeah. port of John Oh port of John A Port of John Gross. A port of John What? <laughs> okay. Okay, next one here, um uh, fantasy tag team match. Um the L O D in any form you want to put them in versus the Dudleys. Dudley uh, I'm getting ready to say that. Okay, JML, JML, you said the Dudleys? The Dudleys. The damn okay. Dudleys. There you go. Uh, JD, who do you think would pull it off? The Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal. I'm sorry. The Doomsday Device would do uh, Devon and Bubba Ray in. Not when they okay. counter it into a 3D. Mm. John, who do you think? Dudleys or LOD? Uh, Legion of Doom. Okay. Michelle, who do you think? Dudley Boys. Okay. Rhonda, who do you think? LOD or the Dudleys? Dudley Boys. You you said the Dudleys? Yes. You did, okay. Uh, Gerard, who do you think? LOD or or the Dudleys? Who do you think you pulled off the win? Too many Ds there. Oh, boy. Suffering? Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Abdi, 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 okay. I'll be right back. George, I'm sorry. I'll be right back. George. Jesus Christ. Devon, get this table. Okay. Yes, indeed. This next one here, very, very interesting indeed. HBK, Shawn Michaels versus The Rock. Oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, oh, JML, who do you say, HBK or The Rock? Who would pull off the win? Well, we're talking about dumps. The <laughs> S-Rose. <laughs> I mean, what's going on? Um, I would go with uh, the showstopper, the icon, the main event, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Okay. Uh, JD, who do you think, HBK or The Rock? Who would pull off the win? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say HBK with Sweet Chin Music. Okay. Uh, John, who do you think? HBK or The Rock? The Rock. People's Elbow, Rock Bottom. Okay. Uh, Michelle, who do you think? HBK or The Rock? Uh, HBK. Uh, Rhonda, HBK, Rock, who do you think? I know where this is going. What? Oh, you want me to answer for you? What's my answer? Go ahead. What's my answer? The Croc. The Croc? The Croc, because you don't like Michael. Well, that's just been, weird. It's been documented on this show that you, you can't stand HBK. Well, you know what? No, actually... I was going to shock everybody and say HBK. 
Now you just say it's player. No, no, actually, me. like, don't get me wrong, because The Rock would definitely be, like, one of my all-time favorites. Like, like I grew up watching The Rock. I mean, obviously, Shawn Michaels, too, but whatever. However, uh, I think HBK is better with in-ring ability. Like, don't get me wrong, The Rock's awesome, but I hate myself for saying that. I'm going to go with HBK. Uh, Gerard, who do you think, HBK or The Rock? HBK. Okay. Uh, another one here. I don't know. I don't think we'll ever we'll see this one in particular. But uh, Hulk Hogan versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And a beard match or what? Uh, well, it didn't say a stipulation. If you want to make, if you want to make it that. Versus Dean Ambrose. Who? What? What? I'm going to pick Steve Austin versus Dean Ambrose. Oh, okay. Oh, he's making, oh. A fantasy, actual... making a fantasy match. Uh, okay, well, I was going to we'll... say who who's going to be erased from WWE history completely uh, match. CM Punk versus CB versus Hulk Hogan. Oh, Lord, how mercy. Oh, that's an easy one. Yeah. Ladies, let's hear your thoughts about that. Who 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 do you think? Then? Well, okay, I wouldn't really say it's an easy one. I I would say it's tied between Sam Punk and CB. <laughs> Mainly because, like, this whole Hogan thing that'll blow over because people say you know racial <laughs> comments every day. Only reason it's so bad right now is because of everything else going on in the world. Ten years from now, people are going to be like, oh, my God, Hogan said that. Who cares? You know, ten years from now, people are still going to be like, oh, look at all the, like, they completely, you can't even make characters that look like CB. They will, like, if you do the online thing and, like, pay for it or anything, they don't care. Your character cannot look like him. And then you got CM Punk. Okay, you go to Chicago, like, go Illinois. You cannot have a CM Punk poster with you because they will confiscate it. Like, they can't stop the crowd from, you know, chanting CM Punk or anything, but, you know, they can take your posters from you because they've done it before. So, erase from history, I'm going to say it's going to come down to CM Punk and CB. Okay. Michelle, what do you think? I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? My it my was, phone was cutting in and out, so I didn't hear. <clears throat> the match was who would be who would uh, the triple obviously a triple threat on who would be wiped out of wrestling of WWE history. I think then that what you said, J. Mel, is that pretty much it? J. Mel, you there, sir? We might have cracked him. <clears throat> oh. Okay, well, uh, they anyway, Michelle, the match, what, what it was was that uh, about who they will take out of WWE, off of WWE history completely first. And it was a triple threat. It was it was CB, of course, you know who we're talking about there, CM Punk and Hulk Hogan. 
Um, I'm not really sure, honestly, but um, I would have to say probably the one that everybody doesn't want me to say, the middle one. CB, right. <clears throat> yeah, we're, we're, we're saying the initials so everybody knows what we're, what we're talking about. So you can, you can say that. That's okay. Um, <clears throat> Gerard, who do you think in this? CB. Okay. Uh, JD, who do you think in, the, in this? Uh, who would be taking out wrestling history first? Three words. Go to sleep. And it'll be punk. Okay. Uh, John, who do you think? CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! So it's kind of a, pretty much a toss-up here. I mean, I think Ronda kind of summed it up best, that, you know, a few years from now, this whole deal with Hogan, that, you know, they're just going to probably, uh, pretty much just going to blow over. Yep. Well, so. that, and look at it, like, Hogan's in the Hall of Fame. The other two aren't, and probably, like, as much as I hate to say it, will never be in there. Well, that's an excellent point, too. I mean... And that sucks because CM Punk deserves it, and I hope to whoever is up there that Vince McMahon takes the corn cob out of his ass and realizes how much money CM Punk made him and how he affected every wrestling fan. You either loved him or you hated him. Heel or face, everyone talks about CM Punk whether it's from his good times or his bad times. Like, he was the voice of the voiceless. Whether you agree with that or not, there's always so much to be said about CM Punk. Always. <clears throat> yep. Certainly. Certainly. Uh, um, I would have to also agree in, 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 saying, uh, in saying CB would probably be more like it because, in a sense, he already has, if you really think about it. Even though, <clears throat> I think Gerard, I think we've heard JML say several times that Benoit's name has been mentioned on several um, events that are on the, the WWE network. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, they're, they're just going vague. I mean, even the Sting DVD, I've heard, I heard Ben, I heard CB's name mentioned in it two or three times. Yeah, so but even like, like if you look at the old videos, like from the network. They've cut yeah. out matches, like if it was a triple threat, they just say like the two other people, sure. which, which to me like yeah. yeah that was bad publicity, but come on. Well, I would agree with that. I definitely would agree. Um, um, now talking about this one here that that kind of led into this match at JML. JML actually left. Um, he um, got it was it went offline, so. Uh, um, well, hopefully we'll just get a chance to talk to him a little bit more tomorrow night if he doesn't make it on here, back on here. But there's two more matches in this. And like I know we're going a little bit over time here, but that's okay. One seven two four 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 seven four 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 Revolution on this evening, as I have GTS Mr. NWO Gerard T. Smith, the Black, excuse me, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, uh, Rhonda Rush Wright, as well as the host of WCW, WCWS Raw Radio. Which is every Monday afternoon at three on TalkShoe.com. The Iceman JD Jared Geronimo, and the Human Suplex Machine John Gross. Uh, the match, I, the fantasy match I mentioned that kind of started this was 
Hulk Hogan versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, JD, your thoughts? So, who do you think would pull off the win in the, in, in this match? I think Austin, no question about the stunner and uh, the way he uh, just uh, with his attitude and everything like that would sell a bunch of uh, merchandise over Hogan any day. Certainly, John. Who do you think, Hogan versus Austin? Uh, it's gonna be a quick toss-up. I would have seen this match happen in 2002 at WrestleMania 18, and if it was, I would have gone with Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Excellent Jim Ross impression, I should say. Uh, uh, Michelle, who do you think would pull off the win in this match? Stone Cold. Okay. Uh, Rhonda, who do you think, Hogan or Austin? Um, I mean, that's like a an easy one, Stone Cold. Mary, this is WWE.com that that that's that set it up. So I mean, it's it's their thing. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. John, this is this is to you. Did yeah. you take pre-workout today? What? Did you take pre-workout? Because you were like hyped up. Uh, uh, yeah, kind of hyped up. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's um, that's his Rhonda. That's the way he. That's John. Don't take this the wrong way, but that's the way he um, sounds. Yeah. No, I just mean like with every answer, he's like so cold, so cold, so cold. Like, I was just, I was just curious. Like, I didn't mean that. Like. I should point out That's as well. In a bad way. I was just curious because, like, you're just, like, really hyper. In these matches here, all of them, with the exception of one, was actually voted on on this on this poll question that I took. And here is the last one that was not voted on at all. Um, uh, and this was, this was a uh, legendary Divas match. I don't know why it didn't get voted on for some reason. Uh, the Fabulous Moolah versus Trish Stratus. Ooh. Uh, J.D., your thoughts. Who would win this Divas match? It's time for some satisfaction, however, and Trish the Dish will win. Uh, John, who do you think, Moolah or Trish? Trish. Michelle, who do you think? I would say the uh, Fabulous Moolah. Okay, Rhonda, who do you think, Fabulous Moolah or Trish Stratus? Hands down, the Fabulous Moolah in her prime. Okay. Uh, Gerard, who do you think, Fabulous Moolah or Trish Stratus? Hello, ladies. It's me, <laughs> Trish Stratus. <laughs> Y'all got love the promo she did when she was in the ice cream truck a long time ago. I mean, everybody remember that? That was... Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, that <laughs> and was anyone remember when when the Rock kissed her? Anyone remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Rock is a piece of pie, shall we say? Young Dancing Time, hi! That good pie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. 
Actually, I got the CD. Me too. <laughs> yes, yes. The picture of the rock with a with a slice of pie. <laughs> Does a pie or strudel? We don't know. No, it's pie. Oh, it's pie. Okay, pie so it's, it's, it's pie. On the cover, on the cover, it's pie. It is yeah. strudel. Oh, it's true. Oh, it's true. Okay. Okay. Soon as we're throwing Garcia. Never mind. Never mind. No, 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 no. That's what he was offering. Hey, y'all. That's what he was offering Lillian Garcia. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The people's strudel. The people's strudel. You should have the people. Yeah. Oh, Lord. That was crazy. Big Forget Stacey Keebler, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Hey, JD. Yeah. That was when. um, that was when the uh, tribute show to 9-11 happened, when The Rock told Stacy about the people's strudel. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're right. I totally oh forgot all about that. I'm, I, I, I totally forgot when they aired that, and now you brought that up now. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Chad. So, yeah, yes, ma'am. If we have time, can I do a fantasy matchup? Go ahead. Throw one out there. Okay. Uh, the Viper, Randy Orton. Mm. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Easy girl. Ronda's looking at Ronda's Ronda's looking at her lips. Yeah. I'm looking at pictures too. Keep playing. Thank you, uh, Michelle. Versus, you're welcome. Versus <laughs> the It Factor, Bobby Roode. Ah. Uh. Hmm. Orton Rude. Uh JD, who what do you think? Orton versus Rude, who do you think? RKO, Mr. Rude, nighty night, sweet prince. Oh um, uh John, who what do you think? Orton versus Rude. Same deal. Bobby. Like J D said, Randy Orton wins. Okay, uh uh Michelle, you made the match. Um go ahead. Yeah, in this Sucks. I don't know why I even made this matchup, honestly, because <laughs> I love them both. However, I would say Randy because he is my second top favorite wrestler, but I do love Bobby Roode, and he is a good competitor. Certainly. Certainly. Uh, Rhonda, what do you think? Uh, Sander, look at her lips. Uh, <laughs> uh, what I do you am. think, Rhonda? Oh, oh um, boy, I called that right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to have to say uh, Vintage Orton, like, when he was right around the time when he, you know, you got, like, sent to anger management and everything. Like, Vintage, <laughs> Vintage Orton, like, with his anger issues and I'm going to punt kick people to the head and go all, like, straight viper mode and look really creepy with my beady little eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Gerard, what do you think? Orton versus Rude. It pays to be rude. I uh, knew he was going to say that. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, folks, uh, uh, we'll go over time here, but we're going to go ahead and uh, I want to thank everyone for coming on this evening on this Tuesday edition of WWS Revolution. I, of course, I'm always a Mr. W- WCW US uh, Chad Hinshaw. Thank you. Uh, also, I have Mr. NWO GTS Gerard T. Smith, um, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, our independent, our resident independent wrestler, Ronda Rush Wright. Besides Black uh, Widow, Chad, I think we ought to call her the Queen Hall of Famer, the first yes, in the Hall of Famer. Well deserved. Yes. 
Yes, and Rhonda, of course, as Casey had not heard, Michelle was I officially inducted Michelle into the WCWS Hall of Fame class of 2015. She's one of four. I have three more I still have yet to announce, but she's the first one. So. Very nice, very nice. Yes, indeed. Well deserved. The the, uh, Black Widow and the Hall of Famer, I should say, yes, Michelle uh, Lynn (laughs) Dodds, as well as the the host of WWS Raw Radio, which can be heard every Monday afternoon at 3 o'clock right here on TalkShoe.com. J.D., the Iceman, Jerry DiGirolamo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. And guys, before we leave the air, uh, Michelle, Gerard, and myself, I was on there uh, briefly uh, yesterday during your uh, uh, broadcast, and uh, Michelle, I got to ask your overall opinion. What did you think of the of the first edition of Raw Radio? Um, I think that Jared did a very well, very very well job. Um, his speaking abilities are very clear. And he made very good valid points. He made the show very interesting. He kept the you know callers updated on the number. Oh, he did a he did a very good job, and John did a very good job as well. But I'm Thank I'm you. giving more credit to JD. No offense, because he was the host. He did all the talking. And he did. He kept the show interesting. I, I do. I give him credit. He did an excellent job. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate that. Uh, Gerard, uh, your overall thoughts are on, on the first edition of Raw Radio yesterday <laughs> afternoon. What your overall thoughts, sir? Yeah, I thought it was a good show, and I'm looking uh, to hear more episodes of that, and uh, they did great work uh, hosting it. And from time to time, Will here on the panel will call in and kind of kind of help uh, JD and John uh, speak speak their mind about, uh, of course, uh, previewing the, uh, that Monday night's Raw and any other wrestling topics or news that pops up. We'll definitely uh, give our uh, voice our opinions on that as well. But that is every Monday afternoon at three from three to five, right here on TalkShoe.com. So for the panel, for the panel, too tough to handle, including. Can I say one more thing? I'm sorry. Just one more thing that I forgot about Raw to mention. It just freaking dawned on me. Yes, please. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. The Lana and Summer Ray segment was <laughs> awesome. That oh, was I'm... the highlight of the show for me. I thought that was hilarious, well put, and I want to see them fight. Yes, indeed. I think we'll see an intergender match at SummerSlam. I think that's what they're setting up for. Good. I hope so. Oh yeah, that, absolutely. Uh, that would definitely be because with the talk of SummerSlam going to four hours, like it's like I said on Raw Radio yesterday, they need more matches. So, you know what? Why not? Yep. Why not? And we're, we're going to see not? the build up continue. Obviously, this week on SmackDown, and of course this Monday, the Beast comes back with Paul Heyman in San Jose. We know what happened in March. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen this Monday in San Jose? I mean, Silicon yeah. Valley might not be able to hold uh, the Beast and Paul Heyman in the same ring because I'm sure there's going to be yeah. a lot of tension Monday night. Absolutely. Oh, so, absolutely. San Jose, California. Best beware. Be on yep. the lookout for Brock Lesnar. Yep. Suplex is heading west. Absolutely. So for the panel too tough to handle, 
and the and and the, and uh, JD and John, I refer to you now as the Raw Radio Brigade. There you go. Uh, Thank <laughs> this you. Is Mr. Thank you. You're quite, you're quite, you're quite welcome. This is Mr. And you guys, good night. I'm gonna head out of here. Have a great evening, sir. This is Mr. Yep. Hi, guys. Folks. See you tomorrow night. Good night. Good night, Michelle. Good night, good night Rhonda. Good night, Gerard and Chad. Good night. I'll see you guys. I'll talk to you guys. Same time, same channel. Okay. Well, good, night. good night. Good night. This is this has been WCW US Revolution. Uh, as always, one seven two four 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 seven four four four. And be sure to join us tomorrow night. We'll have another great show. Uh, we'll. Uh, be talking possibly more fantasy matches, more wrestling news will pop up. Um, anything else uh, that we have on hand, we'll definitely bring it to you. So once you, so once again, WWS Revolution, uh, join us tomorrow night at nine right here on TalkShoot.com. Thank you, folks. And have a great evening, and we will see you in the ring. Take care and God bless. Good night. Bye bye. Okay, doke JD, my friend. Uh, you have yourself a great evening. We'll speak at you later. All right. Have a good night, Chad. Have a good night. Take care, bud. See ya. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.